Well, welcome everybody to another edition of the Final Whistle Podcast. Ben Kane, Marvin Regueta, back at it yet again, Ben. And Ben, we are down to the final week of this season, man. How are you feeling? Uh, if you had asked me like a, like a few hours ago before City played Liverpool, I'd say I'm I'm fantastic. Uh, or even at halftime when it was, I think it was one one. But now, now I'm not not okay. <laughs> so much, so much to get into. I mean, the Premier League race is probably where we have to start off because we had a game today, Ben. And that was Liverpool FC, who, mind you, had a, a big FA Cup win in penalties. And we did not see a lot of the starters. And we saw some of the reserve players. But we saw a huge result from Liverpool get a 2-1 win over Southampton. And now put themselves in another pole position to claim another Premier League title. Ben, how impressed were you by Liverpool's performance? I... It's a, it's a, I think the, the commentary team said it best. The Southampton team is one that coming into the season, they were supposed to like flirt with relegation and really be in the thick of it coming into the season. And they just didn't do that. So fair play to them. But at the end of the day, they're a team you expect to kind of be at the bottom of the table. Liverpool coming in with God knows how many injuries and people <laughs> that they're arresting. Like the fact that Takumi Minamino is starting up top is something you don't see too often. And he played. Very well, might I add. Um, the very bright spot for Liverpool, him and Harvey Elliott, player who was injured for a long time, but not too, too impressed Liverpool. I think the fact that Southampton were in the game the whole time, the whole 90 minutes, yeah. um, is something to say. And granted, that's most likely because the likes of Mohamed Salah, Trent Alexander-Arnold, uh, Andy Roberts, and those, Virgil van Dijk, another player, those people weren't on the field. Even Henderson wasn't until the second half. It's really not that impressive. They won, and that's the sign of a team that's challenging for the title, the fact that when your back's against the wall, you can go out and win these type of games when you have a depleted squad. Um, it's really not too, too impressive. Uh, if it was a bigger opponent, maybe, but not, I'm not too impressed by that Southampton game, especially they didn't really have a very dominant performance, I think. Yeah, Southampton took the lead early on. I mean, a great goal from Nathan Redman. I mean, they responded back from Minamino, and then and then Joel Matic gets a goal in the second half. I, I think what's impressive, I would say, for this Liverpool team is, again, also we've talked about it throughout this whole season, is just their depth they have. They have so many options going forward. They had Firmino, who's a player once upon a time was a starter, part of their front three. Now he's a guy you could bring off the bench. You have Diego Jota, who's obviously been fantastic this season, and then you add, you know, Jones, Curtis Jones, who's a very good young player. You, you talk about Elliot, who's a very good young player. And then, you know, they have some good options to bring in. I mean, seeing this result and, and just the urgency. I, I think that was the thing that impressed me, just the urgency to understand that even you have your secondary squad, you were still urgent to get the results. So on the road, not an easy place to play. I thought it was very impressive and now cut the lead to one point in the Premier League race. I mean, again, these players still understand, most of them, that this is still a Premier League race. So that's kudos to Liverpool and Jurgen Club, who, who's, again, been one of the best coaches right now in the world and just managing his his players. I think he's done a, a good job here, and, and they got the result. So very impressive from, from Liverpool. Yeah, it, one thing I want to bring up is when you – you're talking about get them getting the result in this game. I think I talked about it as well, but – when you look at teams where 
I don't know. I think about championship teams, teams that have won the Premier League. Granted, it was a different era when they won the league with about 20, 25 less points than they do now. But you think of the likes of Sir Alex Ferguson's like 2010, 2011 sides, uh, his 2013, 14 team where he'd be down. And then all of a sudden you'd sub on Chicharito, Welbeck, all those guys come in and just score last minute goals. You don't see that anymore. Um, so when results like this come up, it kind of brings me back to those days of teams. Cause that's what I think about when I think about a championship team, a team that deserves the championship. It's not the teams that win those big games. Uh, when you're playing a top six side, it's when you go out and your backs against the wall and you're down and you find a way to win. And Pep Guardiola, we'll talk about it in a few minutes, but kind of mm-hmm. the same type of thing where we're seeing two really, I like Sir Alex Ferguson esque performances from both sides this weekend. Absolutely. Uh, well, put Ben and also Liverpool have one more game left. And on the flip side, Manchester city uh, played against West Ham. And, you know, there was a lot of uh, concerning, obviously this West Ham team is again, very, very good quality team. And they had an opportunity to put Manchester city behind and luckily city get the draw. Ben, I mean, did the, did City deserve that point against the Hammers? I mean, was there was there something that, you know, you can take away from that game? I thought it was another lackluster performance, as we've seen without throughout the past few weeks. I think it comes from them knowing that Liverpool are have played every single game that they possibly could have, and City only have this one competition, so Liverpool's focus, like we talked about, is going to get shifted in different directions. So okay. when City go down 2 nothing, you expect the game to be over. They find a way to come back, like we talked about, but did they deserve it? Mm, I think this West Ham side could have potentially just gone away with one and won the game, but City got lucky, I think, to get a point, and it's the reason that they are ahead right now in the title race. Yeah, I mean, I watched that game. I mean, it could have been either way. We could have really changed the landscape. I mean, luckily they they did get the the late goal and 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 tied the game up. And, you know, could have been a really bad result for for City. But, I mean, listen, sometimes these results, we've seen it in the past with the Vincent Company goal. Once upon a time, I mean, where we thought Liverpool could have won. This is what it's reminding me of, Ben, a couple of seasons ago where it literally went to one of the final final days of the season between these two squads. And, and Vincent Company had a, a one hell of a, of a shot that kind of gave them Lester, the title. That there's season. Uh, 18 or – 1819 versus yeah. Leicester, I think. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that 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 game pretty much, in my opinion, gave them the title. And those are the kind of results. And what we saw in that second half, though, I mean, yes, mind you, we didn't see the best of City. But, man, they, they just kept fighting. They understood. They Listen, they're probably not going to win. Worst case scenario, they can get a draw. They will still be ahead. They will still be in control of their own destiny. And that's what they did. And, listen, it's going to be a really – interesting final fixture but they're still ahead and they still control their own destiny and as i mentioned yes they slipped up in the title race they could have been a, a little more comfortable if they would have won against west ham but hey they're still a point ahead they still have one more match and luckily they <laughs> could still clinch the title yet again but ben let's get into the main kind of question in all of this liverpool city Final fixture. So City will play against Aston Villa. As we know, Aston Villa has some former Liverpool ties, Philip Coutinho, Steven Gerrard, 
Danny Ings. Danny Ings. Danny Ings Ings as well. (laughs) And then on Liverpool, they will play against Wolves. A lot of players that could especially spoil the party for Liverpool there. Let's get to the question. Who will win the Premier League title? It's it, it it's so tough, and we're not gonna have another Aguero moment. Yeah, but I think no. there's gonna be I think there's gonna be a moment in this game where you because I think I'm trying to think of the last time City really won the title like this, and it was eighteen. I think it was that eighteen nineteen season yeah. where they just beat Bright. They went down against Brighton. It was one nothing. Glenn Murray scored, and then four goals right after to seal it. Um, so. I think there's going to be one of those moments where you're a city fan and you're looking at this game saying, how are we behind? How are we losing? But I think, I think city have it, um, especially with everything that's been going on with Liverpool in terms of injuries and trying to rest people for the champions league. Cause at the end of the day, that's what you want um, more than a Premier league, I think. So I think it's cities to lose the points also favor that. Uh, but I think it's cities to lose. They have nothing. They literally have nothing. They, oh, they have nothing else, like, to play for. So, like, if you wanted to rush Ruben Diaz back for injury and let him play one game, you could because he'd have the whole summer to relax. Mm. But if you're Liverpool, you can't do that with Van Dyke. So, uh, I think I think they have a tougher game, is something I will say. And not squad-wise, although both teams have a very good squad in terms of Wolves and Aston Villa. Right. The fact that Steven Gerrard is, is, is coaching against you oh, and you're trying to take down Liverpool and Philip Coutinho, who is Liverpool till he dies – um, and Danny Ings as well. I can't forget Danny Ings is a Liverpool diehard now. It's going to be very tough for them, but I think they're going to come on top. I'm scared. You're uh, scared. I'm scared for City because I sense just there, there's something, again, obviously the ties of, of Aston Villa in that potential game against City uh, can have a lot into what we see in the Liverpool match, obviously, they're all going to be playing at the same time. So this is going to be, as we know, like I think it's going to be similar to not the Aguero goal, but something similar to that, if there's anything similar to that, because they're all playing at the same time. Obviously, you know, depending on the match, who will end early, who went late, that would be a question mark. But I'm going to go with Liverpool. I think this Liverpool team has shown that they have the character to just find results even when they're not there. I thought in this matchup against, you know, Southampton, we saw them make the switches, yet they still just were urgent to get results, as I mentioned before. But this team wants to win the quadruple. You can tell when a team really is urgent to win the title and knowing that I'm just going to continue to urge this team to win. I'm just, Ben, if I'm Liverpool... I'm excited because Aston Villa is a very quality team. You know, there's a lot into this team that can continue to grow. And I'm just – City just seem exhausted mentally, physically. Injuries have all caught up to them. You know, I just sense, like, this is Liverpool's time. I think Liverpool will win, and I think City will draw. And I think that will end up being the Premier League title. I mean, I wouldn't say this two weeks ago. I wouldn't even say this last week. But the fact is, I can still sense, and I don't know if you sent this, sense the same thing, but this, I sense there's still like a hangover over this city team of what happened to Madrid. Just 
there's yes, there's an urgency, but it's not the same urgency or motivation to win like it was maybe a couple weeks ago. But still, I just sense Liverpool have just the soccer gods will be with Liverpool. And I just sense they will win the title. I think Liverpool win their game and I think City will draw. I don't know what you think about City and again, maybe the hangover, just the exhaustion of this season has been for them. It, the hangover is one thing that I could be concerned about, but the other thing is it's Pep Guardiola who will never let his team be complacent. Right. And keep thinking, I mean, we've seen him do it for losses. So with wins, especially, or uh, we, he's seen him do it with wins, excuse me. So with losses, it's even tougher for him to try to get them back on track. But the fact that he does that when his team are so high and he yeah. knocks them back down a peg, I think, I don't think that's a big concern for them. Obviously it's, Definitely still on the back of some of the younger players' minds. Right. Um, but I think if you're Fernandinho in that locker room, Gundogan, those type of players, Kevin De Bruyne, you're telling them just don't even focus on that. There's a there's another task at hand. Um, and when you haven't won a title all season, that's a it's a big thing. You're expected to win. City so are expected to win at least two cups, a major cups, I would say. So not having one yet. Uh, is creating some hunger within this team. I think we're going to see that. I think we saw that in the West Ham game when they were down and they kind of flipped the switch like, we need to get back on this. We're expecting more of, and they came back. Absolutely. I mean, it's going to be a tremendous, tremendous last day of the Premier League title race. I mean, Liverpool, Manchester City has delivered for a lot of football fans, for a lot of big fans in, in the world right now. I mean, it's going to be a tremendous, tremendous game between those two teams. And we'll find out who's the champion. Uh, stay tuned. We'll talk about that when that happens next week. We'll have a lot more reactions. A lot of transfer news, Ben. So we're going to call this transfer time. I don't know if that works. If people that works, that like works. this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get into a couple of uh, players that have been obviously in transfer links throughout the last couple of weeks, that couple of days. Uh, and we'll kind of discuss that. Let's first start with Kylian Mbappe. There's reports that he has decided, Ben, to join Real Madrid. So is this a good decision from Mbappe and Real Madrid? Um, I think it's a good decision for Mbappe because, A, he's joining arguably the best team in the world, um, and he's going to get to learn more directly under the my Ballon d'Or winner for the year, uh, Karim Benzema, even though he does now work with him. Thank God Benzema's back in the France squad after that whole debacle. Yeah. Um, yes, yes. So it's a, it's a good move for Mbappe. Is it a good move for Real Madrid? That is a something I, I really don't know. Do they need him? I think they're going to lack a striker in a few years when they don't have Benzema. Um, so jumping at arguably one of the best players in the world right now, um, who just won League One Player of the Year, is something good, but I don't know if they needed to make that move right now or they could have tried to go out and get a younger player, try to develop him a little bit, and then see where that goes. So I don't know if it's a good move for Real Madrid, but definitely a good move for Mbappe. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, I'm going to go with good move for Mbappe. He gets to move out of PSG to a club. Obviously, you know, it's a big club now, but historically, you know, even in the Champions League, have never won it. So going to a team like PSG to Real Madrid, a big club, most Champions League, a very iconic club, good move there. On the Real Madrid side, 
I guess I'm with you when you say, yes, you know, it could be an issue moving forward because Kareem Benzema, I mean, I don't know if you can keep up this level for the next two years, even three years uh, at Real Madrid. He's 34 years old. So you obviously you need to think about the future, but uh, you have Vinicius. So, I mean, I guess that could, this is where it brings up uh, the question of potentially the best front three in the world, because you could potentially have Vinicius, Mbappe and Benzema. Wow. Uh, but do you, if you're around Madrid, would you rather maybe use that money? And obviously his reports out of some of what his, his wages are going to be, which is insane. But would you rather to spend those wages or even that money and get key other areas like center back? I think there's an issue still at around Madrid that they still need to sort out, you know, the right back position, Danny Carvajal is getting uh, much older. Maybe you want to replace there. And then Cross, Modric, Casimino are just going to be a year extra miles on their legs. So, I mean, eventually you need to replace those three players. So, is it ideal for Real Madrid to go out and get the best, potentially the best player in world football and Kylian Mbappe? Or would you rather, you know, spread out that money and get a much more bigger team and better team surrounded around this, this type of Real Madrid team? So, I mean... I think Real Madrid's point of view, I guess I understand why they have to do it. But, uh, you know, I, I think Mbappe for a long time, Ben, we've known that he've always wanted desire to play for Real Madrid. And especially after that elimination and especially the way Real Madrid's playing, I think that solidified his 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 move to Real Madrid. I, I The one thing I'll, I will bring up very quickly is mm-hmm. look at the last two of the last, like, quote-unquote, best players in the world that went to Real Madrid. You look at Gareth Bale, the player who at his time was arguably one of the best players in the uh, in the world. Yeah. Had, like, two – well, I shouldn't even say. He he had a very good spell, um, one that gets very pushed down because of all of the controversy, but still not the greatest when you look at him. And then you look at Eden Hazard, who hasn't worked out at Chelsea. So, I, they just Real Madrid. Hamas Rodriguez is another perfect example. Yeah. Um, where Real Madrid have the money to do it, and they throw it at players that they think can help influence the squad, and, and arguably don't. So, I also think if you're looking at it, I'd rather have Mbappe play centrally. Um, I know you're talking about playing on the wing. I kind of like it more centrally. So, yeah. If you're going with that, then you're having to decide because they're not going to play two strikers. So it's no. Benzema or Mbappe because you can't play them both in the same position. Or do you throw one out on the wing? Um, and then that's just not using utilizing them correctly. So yeah, how do you make that work? I don't think they can do it right now. Um, and Mbappe is not a player you can sit and develop. Like he has to play because he's yeah. good enough to play. So yeah. how do you work that out? I, I think that's a lot of questions. Obviously, this has been linked for a very long time. You know, since Mbappe, Mbappe kind of you know has been stood out in world football, but man, I mean, it's going to be a huge question mark, but I, I argue we'll say for La Liga's point of view, uh, and even for Real Madrid's point of view, uh, it's a huge win because you bring in another big star player into the league. So, I mean, uh, I think the next couple of days we'll find out what happened, but I mean, this is very likely that Kylian Mbappe will join, uh, uh, excuse me, Real Madrid. Uh, let's move on, Ben, because I think this one's a, this one kind of uh, surprised me a little bit more. Uh, the news of Robert Lewandowski, 34 years old, Brian Stryker has scored 50-plus goals this season, decided to reject his contract renewal with Bayern Munich and deciding to want to leave the club. Ben, if you were looking at this situation right now, 
what what will what does Lewandowski do? I mean, what what happens here? I think the most uh, talked about one is he goes to Barcelona, and I think that's the mo- like the one that's progressed the most. Right. If I'm him, I don't think I come to the Prem. I think I stay in the Bundesliga. I think I go back and retire at Borussia Dortmund, um, hmm. a team oh. that has a lot of striking options now with Adeyemi coming in from Salzburg and Malin staying up top, and as well as Yusuf Makuku or Makoko, who scored on the weekend. Yeah. But going back to that team where he knows he can make an impact and he will be a star could be very interesting. I kind of look at it like how Luis Suarez has kind of shown the door, although it's Lewandowski showed himself the door. Yeah. Um, and then just kind of going to the, the teams, one of the team's bigger rivals and making a pretty good impact in his first year. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I think he definitely would welcome a return to Dortmund. And I think they would welcome him back. Um, I know they don't have the best relationship, him and the fan base, but it could be really interesting. I think that's his best move. I don't see him working out in the Prem. I think he would be another Edison Cavani type player. Um, big time European player comes in the Prem and just kind of a role player because of how old he is. Same with Higuain. So I think Dortmund's the right move for him. Interesting. I honestly did not even think about that one. So that's a, that's kudos to you. Uh, I didn't think about that. I thought obviously Barcelona, PSG, Chelsea, the first three teams that come to mind. Barcelona, what I hear uh, according to people is right now, they do not have the money to even afford his wages. Yeah. Um, potentially they could have to pay at least 30 to 25 million for Lewandowski. If that's even uh, what Bayern want. Uh, Bayern Munich have said, even they've come out and said that we're not going to sell Lewandowski. If you watch the history of Bayern Munich, you saw what happened with um David Alaba, they basically let him leave for free and they let him go, you know, so. Which is crazy, which is crazy that they can just. I really think. Yeah, I mean, it's insane. I would tell. I mean, obviously, you don't want to let them leave to rival. But again, you want to somehow, some way look at a, a potential replacement. I think this was an issue with Bayern Munich. What we have been told, and if you watch the reports, Ben, is that he was very upset that. Bayern Munich were in the race for Erling Holland, And so it really rubbed in the wrong way. And so he basically said, no, I'm not going to sign a renewal. And now we're in a case where Bayern Munich don't want to sell, which I think is a mistake. I think he has more power than Alaba did. So I think this potentially could, you know, be kind of similar to what Messi had uh, a couple of seasons ago, where that was a stare off between Bartomeu and Messi. I think we might see something similar here. But at the moment, Barcelona have been linked to him for the last couple months. And I don't want to see this player go to Barcelona. I understand he's a, again, he scored 50 goals this season. I mean, he's been fantastic. But the problem is, if you're Barcelona, you are rebuilding this club. You want to bring not only a a, a team with young potential talent, but I understand that, you know, if you hear what Barcelona trying to do is they want to bring in the next Ronaldinho, you know, uh, John Laporta is the guy that brought in Ronaldinho and they want to make a splash and bring in the big name. But if I'm Barcelona, 34 years old, big wages, three-year contract, do you want to do that and, and put some of these younger players in a different difficult position? I understand you have right now is a bombing. And according to what it's happening is they basically, it's a three-year contract and he's potentially going to make 7 million per next season so i mean financially doesn't make sense 
he's your big time player there. Like I don't even. Think- it, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me. I understand if you can get rid of Bobbiang, that and then that makes more sense for Lewandowski to come in. But I just don't see why Barcelona would be linked to a player or put out info that they are interested in. You even hear reports that he really wants to push for Barca. I understand he wants to push for Barcelona. But Barcelona at this position right now, don't even have the money. They want even Frank. We'll get into the, the other player that Barcelona want to uh, have. Yeah, like five lead. that they've supposedly signed. They, they, they have to do <laughs> so much to even get make this happen. So I just think Lewandowski will stay. I think he'll play his final year. I think this will length out. If Barcelona can pull this off, I mean, I have to give credit and I'll clap and I'll come on the show and just give a stand ovation for a full minute and, and, and applaud them if they can pull this off. But I don't see it. I think he stays. I think one thing, when, when it happens, we'll come back on here and we'll talk about yeah. who replaces him yeah. because I have no clue. I actually, actually, you know what? Say the next segment and then maybe that'll be the player. Or say the next player that, that's on the rundown in front of us. And maybe that's yeah. the guy who replaces so him. So the next player <laughs> that potentially uh, has, well, actually is out of contract and played his last game for Juventus is Paulo Dybala. Because my question obviously will be which team should go after Paulo Dybala. Bayern Munich. <laughs> I go ahead. All I just yours. I just think I don't hmm, hmm, I don't think he'd play striker though. That's the thing. I'm trying to think of a team that he would fit into because I don't really see him as a traditional striker. Like I'll, I'll, yeah. for Bayern Munich really quickly. When I think of strikers, I think of the Lewandowski type, the likes of Mariam Vanzukic, who was there before, Trupa Moting, yeah. uh Claudio Pizarro. Mario Gomez, these type of guys. So it's like traditional strikers. That's not him. Mm, I could see him going to Tottenham. I really could. I think that's a club that's been rumored with him for a long time. Yeah. And especially the pipeline of players that come from Juventus to Tottenham now. Yeah, um, good connection. It is a very good option. I think that's really the only team I could. I, uh, if you had asked me a few months ago before Odegaard, I would have said probably Arsenal would have been a really good shout for him. But because Odegaard's come up as one of these best players in the world right now, I don't see him there. So I think Tottenham is the is the team that he could potentially land at. So it's so funny that you mentioned Paulo Dybala. I mean, this was a player that 28 years old right now, Ben, leaving Juventus, has been he's there. 28? 28 years old. I thought he was like 25. No, oh, he's, he's 28 old. years old. He's I know old. this because Gosh. I've been following Paulo Dybala for a very long time, Ben. I remember him when he played for Palermo in, in Serie A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was a player that really, you know, he was that player. And if people played FIFA, he was one of those, like, kind of young stars you wanted on your team. But he also was a, a very uh, player, a, a very good quality player that, you know, had a great left foot. He had a lot of similarities to Messi. And obviously, he made his move from Palermo to Juventus in, in 2000. I believe it was 2013, 14, yeah, I think. 13, 14. 14. Yeah. And he arrives and, you know, there was a lot of expectation. He comes in and, I mean, what he does obviously is tremendous. He, he really did show a lot of flashes. And I think his probably one of his best moments was his two goals against Barcelona uh, in the Champions League in 2016, where he pretty much just eliminates Barcelona. And that was the team that, remember, had the, the Messi, Suarez, uh, Neymar trio. And that Juventus team, that's the team that lost in the finals, mind you. And, you know, Dybala's had a good career at Juventus. You know, we saw him emotional after the game. You know, um, you know, I honestly would say his numbers have really declined. The last couple of four or five seasons, Ben, if you look at his numbers, and even in Serie A, 
This season, 10 goals, five assists. Not bad. Before previous season, four goals, three assists. That's not good. He was injured uh, most that year, though, right? Most, yeah, he's been injured. And as I talked about, 11 goals, six assists. Okay. And even the year before that, 18, 19, five goals, four assists. I mean, he hasn't hit 20 plus goals since 17, 18. That's probably his peak right there. You know, 22 goals, five assists. I think the best team for him is probably to stay in the Serie A. And I think Inter Milan has been very interested in him. And I think Inter Milan will be very, very a team to watch to get him. Paulo Dybala is a very good player. I mean, he's lacked that man. I was talked about and I, his, his history. I followed him. He was rumored even to come to Barcelona for a lot, many yeah. years ago. Never made the big move. He decided to stay. Um, was offered a new contract, but he wanted more money on his wages, didn't do that. So I Inter Milan. Inter Milan looks like a good team. I think he fits there. Obviously, they're missing like a 10, which is Balo Dybala's best position. Um, and a Juventus team that, you know, he played pretty well. Once upon a time was kind of that second striker. I think he's not there anymore in his career. He's a good player. I just don't think he's at the level that he once was, Ben. And I think Inter Milan. I think... Bayern don't seem well to me. The Premier League don't doesn't seem suitable for Paulo Dybala at this point of his career. I think it's going to be Inter Milan. Uh, the one thing I will say is Inter Milan's wages are very bad, so yes. that's gonna be something to look at. Plus, well, the other, the flip side is he works with Latoro Martinez, um, a player who and and Correa, I believe, right? Yeah, I know, yeah, uh, so Joaquin two, Correa, two Argentinian players who he could link up with. So it's it's yeah. a good option. I see I see Inter as that Tottenham team, yeah. uh, in this area. So. Yeah, we. I mean, we had the same options, just different countries. Different countries. Absolutely, I, I think. But I mean, it's still disappointing. I thought his career would be much bigger, better, but the four or five years that we talk about injuries and, and just the lack of production has kind of really kind of default deballed. So yes, he is twenty eight years old. Just to mention that. Huh. Uh, let's move on to our next name, and this name has kind of been linked up. Speaking of Barcelona, as we talked about before, Frankie De Jong has been over the news lately because there's been rumors out. According to uh, if there's if you heard of this journalist, um, Gerard Moreno, I, be, I don't know if you heard about this, Ben. He's been a really kind of um, somewhat um, credible in, in reporting, and he reported that Frankie Young is 95% uh, confirmed to join Manchester United because Barcelona obviously have a financial you know restrictions and they need to sell players. And Frankie Young is obviously a player that could be sold. If you're Barcelona, Ben. Should you be forced to sell Frankie De Jong this summer? Mm, I think there's still time for Frankie De Jong to really take over La Liga and take over the world by storm. I think I think they need to give him more time. I think he. I don't think they should be forced to sell him. Um, yeah. I think actually since that, I think if the right price comes up, what I think. It was so rumored protect, 75 million. Yeah, before. 75 to 80 has been reported uh, of the deal, which is similar to what Barcelona paid, which is about 85. So very close. If they can flip a profit for him, I think uh, mm, within 20 million profit, and that's a lot. But I think if they can flip that, you'd let him go. But if not, keep him. Um, and I also think if United's the top option, if you're Frankie Young, you want to stay. <laughs> um, I don't think – I actually shouldn't even say that anymore. Because Ten Hag is there, so Ten Hag so has been calling him according to reports. He's been calling Frankie to join, join, join Manchester United. So I don't know. Yeah, I think I think you keep him for a little bit longer and you see how he pans out. Um, 
I think you give him another year or two. I think you give him another year or two. Uh, well, obviously, I've watched Barcelona all this season. I've watched all, maybe 90% of their games this season. Uh, and I will say, personally, that I think knowing what uh, you're going to get Frank KCN come in next season. Oh, I forgot he's coming in. He's coming in. Yeah, so he's coming in next season, and potentially you could maybe add another midfielder, which Xavi is supposedly going to get, trying to get a, a boost gets replacement, which has obviously been very crucial to this team uh, there. I will sell. I will sell. If yeah, I, 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 I changed my mind. <laughs> um, just because I think he's a very good player, Ben. I, you know, for four or five years, I thought he would fit Barcelona, you know, when he was at Ajax, when he had that great Champions League run, I thought, man, this is going to be a player that could be fantastic for us. And obviously, you know, we talked about it before, but I just believe that um, it just hadn't fit. It just hasn't fit. And I made a comparison before, and I think, I mean, you're going to like this name. If you remembered, Barcelona were very linked to sign Cesc Fabregas. They signed him 2012. Two years later, they sold it Yeah, to Chelsea. That's the comparison I look at Frankie Young. Cesc Fabregas was very good. He's even was good, but he was never that player that was at uh, Arsenal. Never was that player. And when when I look at Frankie Young, look at the skill sets that he has. I just don't think that fits what Barcelona do at their peak. Um, you know, some of the plays. You even see a guy like Pedri. This impacts the game a little bit more than Frankie Young does, you know, Obviously, it's different players, but I think impact and the way Barcelona play, I think Frankie de Jong uh, might have to move away. And I think also it helps that you have Pedri, you have Gabi, you know, you have uh, Nico Gonzalez, and then you have Frank Kessian. Ricky Puig. Ricky oh, Puig. my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Ricky, uh, who will leave, but mind you, and also – uh, Pablo Torre, who's coming from uh, Racing, who I think a player that people will, will hear more and more when his name pops up, it's a player to come in. So I think really personally to have options to even replace Frankie Young. If you didn't have options, I wouldn't sell, but you have plenty of options, so I will sell. Yeah, yeah. I well, I think the the amount of players they're bringing in, it's financially smart to sell because if you, it's if, just also they need to sell. They have no, they have no money. No and they money. keep signing, and they keep signing players, which we'll talk about in like two minutes. But like, they keep signing players. If you sell Frankie, you can bring in about maybe five or six uh, free contracts. Yeah, you need to. Yeah, you need to get some of these wages bills, and or and he want. And I think I've been hearing that he wants to. He's willing to stay, even lower his his wages, which is like, I understand he really wants to stay, but I mean. It shows you just how bad this contract is. I mean, how bad this club has been run for the last couple of years. And it's just bad. They're so bad financially that they might be forced to sell. So I don't know what's going to happen. But um, Frankie Young, I hope he doesn't leave. But also, Ben, I just, I'm not sure. I mean, they'll have a little bit of transfer time here. They'll have, what, $25 million coming in from Philippe Coutinho? Oh <laughs> next what, a, what an impact that's been for $140 million. Oh, that's one of the greatest things. What ifs? uh what's uh let's get into one more before we take a break is uh chelsea because speaking of barcelona barcelona will get christian um christensen rudiger will go to madrid 
And Espiricuenta has been linked to Barcelona, which I'm still so-so on, but they all could be potential to leave. And Marco Alonso has also been uh, a player that could leave as well. So, I mean, look at Chelsea right now. I mean, what are their options, Ben? Like, what can they do? New ownership. Obviously, they already secured top four. But, I mean, how do you rebuild that that uh, that back four? So, they're back four back right five. now. Yeah. So, they're. I think they're going to have to go back to the back four for it. Mm, actually, I don't know. It, it all depends because they'll have they'll have Chilwell, who's like a new signing coming back from that ACL yeah. tear. So he'll be there. You talk about Alonso potentially. I think the rumor I read this morning was potentially Barcelona as well. So they yeah, yeah. Barcelona could potentially have three Chelsea players coming in. Um, yeah. Reese James, future been in in the air multiple times. So let's say you have Reese James, you'll have Chilwell, you'll still have Thiago Silva for another year. You'll have uh, Trevor Chalaba. There you go. And then what do you do with the rest is the real question. Cause you could play a back four, but there's no depth. You'll have Olang Sar. Excuse me. That's another guy that yeah, has yeah. been v- very good. He's just been out a lot. Um, but I don't know who you bring in. That's, that's the question. Um, I think, I don't even know. You could look at someone at Dortmund potentially. I don't even know who Dortmund center backs are, but I think definitely with the likes of Nicolas Sule coming in, there could be a little bit of movement from them to come over, especially with Tuchel coaching there for a little bit. So, yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea are in are in are in trouble right now. That's what I will say. This is the problem that I have. Is I've always said this, Ben, and and I want this podcast to know, and everybody that's listening right now, that this is the issue I have when, especially when you have one year left contract and let them expire. I've seen this. I've watched and have seen football for a very long time. You've seen it as well. Know what's happened. You know how this works. When you leave a player with an expiring contract, he will likely 90% leave. As we see with so many players, Mbappe is an example of so many. When you let these players' contract expires with less than a year, they will likely leave. I think that was the whole issue. They never renewed some of these players. They've tried. Obviously, they couldn't even do that because of what happened with their owner, Abramovich, and they couldn't even um, re-sign some of their players. But man, oh man, Ben, what a what a mistake to just not resign any of these. Only these one or two. I mean, I, I think Spitty is likely if probably the one that could potentially say, I think there's a, a a way in his contract that Chelsea could put in one more year into his deal. But Christensen, Rudiger, I mean, that was your core part of your Champions League. Obviously, Thiago Silva's still there, but Still, Rudiger's a very – my brother really loves it. I love Rudiger. I mean, he was a very good player. really like him. And, you know, Alonso's a player as well. But I guess potentially you even have to put Reese James at a at an even center back in, in that back three and go a different route. I mean, it might be desperate for them to do that. I think they've been rumored to the Sevilla center back. I forgot his name. I'm blanking. Uh, Jules Kunde. He's been a player that I yeah. think they will likely sign, which They're I gonna have to. Admit, yeah. They'll probably have to sign, which I, I like him. I want him to come to Barcelona, but obviously we have again, reiterate no money. And uh, so I think he's a, I think he's a player that really will help Chelsea. He's a great player. He can move with the ball, bring it up forward. I think he can really help defending wise shaky from the back at times and times, but I think he can improve on that. He's still very young. And, uh, you know, but then outside of those names, I just don't have any names that come to mind that are available. So, I mean, it's going to be some kind of a window for Chelsea to rebuild their back four uh, and Thomas Tuchel 
again, I hope Tuchel stays. Maybe that potentially, again, that could be something there. If he doesn't get the signings that he wants, he could leave. I mean, get all up in the air with the new ownership. But, I mean, learning lesson, kids. Anytime you see a player who has an expiring deal less than a year, you already know, 95% or even 90%, I'll use 90%, 90% of the time, they will likely leave. So here's my question. Okay. Well, there's there's some Chelsea. I've looked up Chelsea have a part on their website because they have about 80 million players on loan. When you go to their roster, there's a whole section that says on loan players. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so I've gone through and I'm looking at the defenders right now. Some names that. Okay. I like this. Go Ethan, ahead. Ben. Ethan Ampadu is still on the roster. Yeah. He's a player that could very much i think he he was at sheffield he might still be at sheffield all right that's a player that could definitely step in this one's this one's interesting if you remember baba ramen has never played about it he's only played about 20 minutes he signed in like 2017 i do remember him he's still he's still on loan he's still on oh my god wow um especially (laughs) he could come in this is a trip down memory lane and there's one other guy matthew (laughs) miazga Wow. All right, Ben. So he could uh, like there's players here that <laughs> oh act like goodness. new signings. I mean, you look at as well as like Connor Gallagher comes in, like yes, it, that's a name. He's a new signing for you that you can use. Yes. Uh Armando Armando Broja from South Africa. Billy Gilmore. Billy Gilmore comes back. Yeah. So these guys they're getting strengthened and they're making signings, quote unquote, in good positions. So they really have money to focus on that back line. But they could also, if they don't, if let's say they do just sign Jules Kunde, you have Miazga and you have Malang Sar and you have all these other types of guys. I, I think Ampadu gets a, if, if he is truly on loan, which I don't yeah. know if I can actually check, I think, let me see if I can, this is, this is very uh, like uh, impromptu. He's on, he's on loan at Exeter City. Uh, wait, no, no. I don't know. He, he if he's yeah. still on loan, he's got a he's got a shot to really break into this. Is what I will say. I, I, it's just so fascinating to see some of these players. I mean, Chelsea's done this for a very long time. I forget which player they have. Uh, I'm blanking. Ken, Kennedy was there. Kennedy, Kennedy was one. I uh, mean, they've Charlie, done so many of these loans for so long. I'm just like, what is going on? He's at Venezia in wow. the Serie A. Uh, he just signed a three year deal in August, so he'll be here for a while. So he could come back. Oh, wow, so funny. <laughs> Uh, that I Ben, that that is for credit to you. That is very impressive. I did not expect <laughs> Matt Miazga to still be on 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 technically uh, at Chelsea, but I mean that is some uh, kudos to you. That is some list. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll find a way. I think they have options. The fact you still have Thiago Silva there as a leader still there, that's good. Um, but they're not losing everybody. But yeah, it's going to be interesting moves of what Chelsea does, but I definitely think they will spend a lot of money on that back four or back five, whatever they decide to do. But it's going to be a huge question mark. I mean, we'll leave it there. Uh, that's our transfer talk. I mean, it's going to be a, a transfer. We're going to have a good summer saga. transfer talk. We're yeah, going to have a great yeah. summer transfer talk. Dude, we're going to have so much more in the summer to talk about, so we'll talk much more coming up in the summer when we have so much news to be happening uh when we come back we'll get into a lot of mls stories much more right after this break coming back 
Usually what we do, Ben, is we do MLS um, storylines, which we obviously got to give stories. But we both right now have to talk about a, a big story that came out today. Leo Messi has been reported joining Inter Miami. I put in the rundown, I put Inter Milan because that is so instinct for me. But I wrote <laughs> Inter Miami will have an opportunity to have Leo Messi to join the club in 2023 reports out that he might have a 35% ownership stake to join the MLS. Ben, first of all, what is your reaction? Can I, can I ask you a question really quickly? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Cause I I've, I've been watching a lot of like just videos on it today. Does he get paid or is he just getting the stake? Because be it's never been made clear to me. Both. I think David Beckham, I think David Beckham, I think did something similar to this, I think, or was promised. I think he was supposedly got paid. Obviously, he was the richest player in the MLS. Uh, But I think there was a promise that he was supposed to get some kind of ownership, whatever. Some level, yeah. But I think, yeah, I think he's going to get both. Messi's, it's too early in Messi's career to do this. Uh, I think. I think he's still got a – well, he's going to play another year. I think he's got two more years in Europe, and then he comes. I think it's too early. I would love as a – I mean, you can see my city hat right there and all my city posters back there. But yeah. what I would really love is for one or one year under Pep Guardiola at Man City Ooh. and just see what happens. One farewell tour with Pep. Um, I think that's a great fit, and it's a team that's been rumored with him, especially before PSG it was so – Every day it was like he's coming, Messi's coming to the city. Never happened, but I think he still got two more years. In terms of this deal, if you're in Miami, you're happy. And a MLS team that has very much struggled over the past uh, since they've really been created tremendously. Yes, and, and, and that's be nice. And they bring in Gonzalo Higuain, and he doesn't do anything. They bring in Kieran Gibbs, he doesn't do anything. They bring in Blaze Matuidi, he doesn't do anything. Um, so they were these, fine, mind you, for making some of these deals as well. Well, that's the point out as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I will say Higuain's brother, fantastic player. He's yeah, he's, he's, been a, he's been a really good player in the MLS. But um, if you're in Miami, you're screaming right now. You're happy. You don't care that you've lost <laughs> what 65 percent of your team potentially to this guy. You, you take it, and he brings you an MLS Cup. I think wherever he goes, they win. Um, it's that simple. He's just that good. And in a league that, yes, I've praised for being an up and coming league that will eventually turn into a top five league right now. Let's be honest, whatever team he goes to, he wins. So it's good for them. Uh, it's good for the MLS get more crowd, but I I think it's too early for him. I agree with you. I'm with you. I'm absolutely agree with you, Ben. Uh, I think it's too early. I don't think this is right for Leo Messi to do this right now. I think he'll likely be the age of 36 if he joins uh right now the mls i don't think that's the best option for him i think he still has levels and if you see what you know what uh slot and Rehimovic or even you know uh, ronaldo have done they just are playing out of these these incredible ages but um i've heard reports i've been hearing rumblings of leo messi's going to inter miami he has a home in miami um he does he visits there a lot you know, he likes the area, he likes the place, and there's been rumblings that he potentially will join the club. Obviously, there's even been rumblings that Luis Suarez could even join with him. Um, this is what David Be- Beckham was promising fans for a very long time when he was campaigning during his, his team that we're going to get a superstar. 
Uh, obviously, that hasn't worked out. It's, the club has really struggled. And I honestly would say for Leo Messi's sake, you know, I don't like to see him go back to the MLS. I obviously think for the league would be just, I mean, it'll be so big. Yeah. Uh, for the league. But I think he should go back to where it all started. And I think to go to Rosario, Argentina, and he always said he wanted to retire there. I would want, would want him to go back to Argentina hmm. and play for his, his native country. I think I understand the money point of view um, that all that, but I, you know, just as a story to go back to, he's always said he's wanted to retire playing in Argentina Going for the money in MLS, I understand, you know, financially. I mean, I think he's good as right now, but I think would 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 much better to end his career in Argentina, not to do this hooligan nonsense and enter Miami and get the money and ownership stake. I understand why, but I think truly, I think Argentina fans, even people from Argentina, who really appreciate him, and I think that's where he feels more comfortable. You know, he talks there more to the media, much more, et cetera, would rather him to see him uh, return back to his native country where he hasn't played since. So um, at the club level. So I, I really would like him to play there. But on the let me also bring up the point that you mentioned with City. I've read if you read Leo Messi's book, I read the whole book on you know the way Guardiola and him, his relationship started. And I think this is why I think. I would wish I wanted it to happen. I, I don't think it will ever happen, Ben, that he would return to Guadalajara likelihood. But Leo Messi in 2008, yeah, uh, here's a little story, uh, a little sneak peek. In 2008, Leo Messi, um, Barcelona, I think Messi had an injury in 2008 of 2008 season. This is when Frank Reichard left. This is when Guadalajara came in. Yeah. And Pep Guadalajara comes in and, you know, wants to change the team. And there was issues because Messi wanted to play for the Olympics team. Uh, in remember 2008, this was with the Olympics. Messi was, was eligible to play with the national team. And there was a conflict of interest between Barcelona and Argentina because Barcelona did not want him to play with the national team. And Argentina were fighting to make sure he uh, wanted, wanted him to play. And Messi wanted to play for his national team, wanted to play and bring in the gold. Uh, and there was a back and forth and, you know, it was really ugly. It was right to a point where, you know, he, he was almost going to stay, but it was Guadalajara who stepped in early on, talked to Messi, talked to him in person and say, Hey, what do you want to do? And granted his wish decided he wanted to play for the national team uh, in 2008. Guess what happens? Argentina goes on and wins the gold medal. Uh, and, since then, you know, after that, you know, Messi has been so like was thankful of what Guadalajara did because that's not what a lot of managers do. And I think that's kind of where the relationship I look at it because obviously it changed a little bit later on. But that's the way I think the respect between those two have always been there. So just to see those two ever returning on the same field or even the same team would be tremendous. But. I mean, that's just to put out a story of what Messi and Guadalajara, how that relationship built to where it it, it it obviously went when they won all those trophies together. But, man, it would be tremendous to see him return. It'd be awesome. I don't think it's going to happen. I agree with you. I think yeah. the timetable, I think 
I, I agree. I think he I think you should come to the Premier League for a year or two just to say he played there. Then go to the MLS for a year because he's gonna go there eventually and then yeah. just go back and then finish it out in Argentina. But I likely see the Inter Miami uh kind of uh it's gonna happen. Magic going to yes. I don't think he retires there. I think that's the thing. I don't think so either. Uh so on the other player that has been a legend throughout football, Georgia Kalini has uh will also lead Juventus. He was a player that was with Dybala when you know everybody was gone and giving them a sand innovation. And there's an opportunity, Ben, that he could join the MLS as well, potentially the Galaxy or LAFC. Do you see Chiellini fitting in the MLS? And which team do you think he'll end up joining? I think he should just retire. I don't think there's any point for him to come here. I don't think he fits in with any MLS team. I think you look at Gerard Lampard and Pierre Lowe. Three players who, when they came here, were way past. <laughs> I think, I think that's the thing. I think he's still able to play at this age. They were not. That's why they came here and yeah. they sucked. Um, I don't think he fits at all. I don't think he should. It, it doesn't make sense. Like he's still, if he wanted, he could play another three years at Juventus, I think, and he could still. Okay, maybe two, maybe two, but he could still challenge a right. starting eleven spot. Whereas those type of players who have come to the MLS, they were not going to challenge for starting 11 spots wherever they were. Look at Lampard at City. The fact that he was just coming off the bench for them uh, in that like three-month loan spell he had before he the MLS season started. So he doesn't fit. Uh, if he's going to go somewhere, it would be LA Galaxy, just I think strictly because of the market um, that LA Galaxy has, so being such an established MLS club, yeah, as yeah. well as having links with, Douglas Costa, who's something yeah. you have to mention the the relationship between the two of them will probably draw him in. So yeah, um, but it, it doesn't make sense. You just don't don't come to the MLS. It's not worth it for you. And it it brings up the elephant graveyard stigma that I don't want in the MLS, and I want it to be vanished. <laughs> it's interesting because I I just want to confirm Kilini's age and let's see. probably what 37, 38, 37. Okay, so yeah, I just wanted to confirm that. Coming into the MLS at 37, that kind of looks like the stigma that obviously has been bothering some of players and leagues and fans like Ben, right? With raising his <laughs> hand right now. Uh, so when I look at this, I don't see the fit. I don't see why he would join any team in MLS, mind you. I think if people don't know, Chiellini has a degree in business. And that's so funny to mention because I would rather see Chiellini. He's a player. He's a guy that really has a, a good relationship with players. I think Chiellini somehow in some way could be a director of football. I think somehow, some way he can even be involved in, in Juventus's personnel. Obviously um, they've had problems recruiting players the last couple of seasons and, and the way they've managed this. Uh, Pablo Nevev is their you know recruiting guy. I think Chiellini could do a better job in that. I think Chiellini is very intelligent. I think Chiellini has a very smart uh, football knowledge to recruit, and I think he would rather do that. At the age of 37, joining the MLS, I just don't like that, Ben. It's not worth it. Uh, I understand, like, the point of view of bringing in LAFC or the Galaxy a name, but you really want to do that. You're really pushing it because he's 37. doesn't have the legs anymore. He's played a lot of mile, miles throughout his career for a long time for Juventus. So I don't see it, Ben. I really see him retiring 
um, moving on and, and getting to a role in Juventus and then just building a way to kind of be a personnel and recruiting players, kind of like, you know, what we see now with a lot of former players doing. But I just don't see that fitting well. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It, it's not going to work out. Please. I hope not. Please. If he, if Giorgio Chiellini listens to the final whistle, do, do not come to the loss, please. Chiellini, you're a great player all time. You're respected. I, I really like your personality. You yeah. did a lot of funny things at the Euros. I love it. Um, you did a, a lot of tremendous trophies and, and you did all that. But please, you know, the league has a, a I think I think you have a different I think you, you I think a different role for you. I think yeah. a different role for you. I agree. Uh, so we'll leave it there. And when we come back, we'll get into our weekly trivia called Football Who. Stay tuned. Ben Kane, Marvin Aguata, Football Who. And this week we have. I have three questions. Ben has a lineup, and we're going to go back and forth. Ben, you could start off, and I'll try to do my best. And I have some questions for you. We're going to go back and forth, and let's go. Because last week, I barely won. Usually, I'm a little more uh, – I have a lot more uh, – lead. I have a bigger lead, but th- last week was a little cautious. But this week, I'll make sure this won't happen again. I, I – okay. So, what do you got for me? So, I have a game, and I don't know – no, I'm going to give you the harder one. That's too easy. Let's go. Okay. I'm all in. So there's one game. Uh, I think I have an idea, but go it's, ahead. It would have been 20. I'm looking at my, it's 2013, 14. Okay. It's a poster right there, which the viewers can't see, but it's, it's that, <laughs> it's that city team that won on the final day. They won two, nothing against West Ham. That's okay. not the game though. There's one game that allowed them to win this league. And it actually sets up perfectly because it was a title race between Manchester city and Liverpool and I think a, wee, a few years ago, the other day, this game happened. Right. Uh, Steven Jarrett slipped. Ooh. Someone goes through and he scores. I won't Ooh. say because he might be in the lineup, might not, as I gave Ooh. him last week. Liverpool end up losing to Chelsea because of this one goal from a said player who scored it. I've given you the Chelsea lineup. It's a 4-3-3. I genuinely think you're going to get about three of these um, because that's how many I would get. Well, I wouldn't. I would know the players, but I think okay. he played. I, ooh, I like this. I'm very excited. Okay, it sets up. I forgot it was a Chelsea. Uh, it was a Liverpool City title race. This is the perfect, perfect for this weekend. I love this. This is great. I'm very excited. Okay, four right. three three. So I'll give you the defenders and the goalkeeper. Okay, goalie. I mean, what year is this? This would be 2013-14. Okay. I'll, you know what? For the goalkeeper, I'll, I'll actually give you a hint. Petr Cech was not the goalkeeper. That's your hint. So okay. it was their backup, whoever their backup was at the time. Uh, let's see. Was he I've, third? No, he I had two. I have two ideas, but um, all right. I, ha- I have two names in mind. All right, let's go with Mark Schwarzer. Schwarzer. I, I can't okay. pronounce the name. That's correct. That's correct. You got it. Mark Schwartzer. Oh, I was right. Okay. That was too. It was either him or, or um, Courtois, but okay. So I got that one. And defense, right? Yeah. Uh, so it, from what this is saying, the center backs are interesting. Okay, I have a so lot of You said four, said four, three, three. Four, right? four, three, three. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go with. All right. Him. Can I? Is there any England defender? 
English. English. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. there is. Uh, let's go with Tim Cahill. It would be Gary. But... Oh, Gary said Tim. Okay. Yeah, Gary Cahill. <laughs> I got that confused. Gary Cahill, right? I'm going to go with Gary Cahill. I'm going to go with Dobby Luis. Okay. As my starting back. And then right back, I'm thinking, like, as you see, I'm closing my eyes and just imagine what I, I mean, that line was. <laughs> Uh, let's see, let's see. 14, 15. Damn, that was a very long time ago. I do remember that team. That was after the World Cup. I remember. 13, 14. No, no, 13, 13, 14. 13, 14. So before the World Cup. Or it would have been that. It would have been like the summer of the World Cup. Okay, okay, yeah. It would have been, okay, okay. This is when Mourinho had the celebration of like, yeah, okay, right, the fist bump, whatever. Okay. I think so, yeah, yeah. Uh... Let's go with Jose Bosiwa. Right? Let's go with those three. And then left back, Ashley Cole. I forgot Bosiwa. Okay. So you've gotten one. Wow. From what this is saying in front of me, it says that Ashley Cole was a center back, which I actually don't think is right. I think... So, okay. So from... From how this is reading, it says Aspilicueta was at left back, Ivanovic at right back. And then, Ooh, I didn't think about that. Ooh, yeah, that's the one I thought you were going to get. Um, Ivanovic at right back. And then it Wait says Ashley Cole was a center back as well as John Obi Mikel. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Oh my but I think, I, think it, I think this is wrong. I, my guess is that Cole is at left back, Ivanovic at right back, and then Aspi at center back. But it, it doesn't matter what the position. You got one right. Uh Damn, that, that's really bad though. Damn, oh, I forgot about Ivanovic. Wow, it's been a while. I never liked you're, him. <laughs> you're two out of five. Two out All of right, five. cool. Uh, well, okay, here's my question. Ben, in the 2006-2007 Champions League campaign, obviously there's a lot of goal scorers, but we're going to go in into uh, history and ask you of who was the top goal scorer in that campaign again it was 2006 2007 here's your three options i'm going to give you some some multiple choices again is this this is the premier league right no this is champions league oh okay champions league okay so christian ronaldo raul peter crouch kaka raul because that was when he's at real madrid right Raul at the time was the second all-time leading scorer at the time, but that's all I'll give you on that. Okay, I don't think it's Kaka because I really don't see him as a as a leading goal scorer in that. Mm-hmm. The who is the first option? I was John Ronaldo. Yeah, I don't think it's Ronaldo either. Because he was, was he, no, no, he was was he at Real Madrid? No, this was 06, 07. So yeah, he would have been United. Okay. Oh, that would have been a Ballon d'Or year then, wouldn't it have been? Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> it's not Crouch. It's not Crouch. Because Crouch, is, I don't think he's ever done it. Oh, but then why would you have said Crouch? Oh, you definitely <laughs> just picked the top four. <laughs> <laughs> Give me Raul. Give me Raul. I'm going Raul? Raul. Is that your final answer? Yeah. I like the call. I love a good choice. Again, he's second all-time at the time. 
He is incorrect. The answer is Kaká. Oh, okay. So, okay. He was off the radar completely. That's yes. Okay. So Kaká was the the answer. So Kaká was number one. Peter Crouch was number two. And then Raul was tied for three other, like even five other players for uh, third with five. Cristiano Ronaldo was not even close. He was way down. Yeah. He had three goals. So Ronaldo had three. Raul had five. Peter Crouch had six. And Kaká had 10. This is when Kaká, this is Kaká's Ballon d'Or winner. Year. Oh so this is the year when AC Milan won, you know, the iconic Manchester United goal where he like almost like kills two United players and, and scores that. That's that campaign. So one of my favorite campaigns. I've watched that live. One of my favorite. Kaká is one of my, my one of my favorite all-time league players. So there you go. Okay. You know what? I'm going to catch up here. Yeah. I got three. I got three midfielders. I know. Who, I like this. Three midfielders. Say? Eng- any English player. I always have to just say that. Just the, it, it helps me. Mm, I'm gonna think of a different hint. I'm gonna think okay. of a different hint. Um. You know what? Mm. You know. Give what? Me, no, yeah. Give me something. Give me some. Just something. Just uh, something little that I could just use. Little, one of them little. is. I think one of them is a left-footed player. One of them is a left-footed player. But I can't remember the. I can't think of many left-footed Chelsea players. So I feel like that's a good hint. Okay. Uh, all right. I'm gonna go with Frank Lampard. Okay. That's that's one. Uh, I said three. I said a left-footer. Ooh, Ramirez. Ooh, Ramirez. All right. I got two, and then three. I'm just gonna. Go, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go with the. I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with the, this guy. So I'm gonna go with Cesc Fabregas. Cesc was not there yet. Okay, I I knew that, but I just I just said yeah, something. he wasn't there yet. So it's you've gotten one. Man. Take a. Who do you think you got? Is the question. I think Ramirez. Well, that's a really good guess, but I don't even think Ramirez is on the bench. He's not. <laughs> Oh my god, <laughs> he was he was there at that point. Like he he was still there. So uh, who was it? It was Frank Lampard. Lampard. Okay. Lampard. And then Matic, who was the left-footed player. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, and I then, know he was at Chelsea, but I forgot. Okay, some guy named Callas, who I've never heard of. Oh my goodness. <laughs> god. All right. Well. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I got one. Well, I'll take it. Uh. All right. Well, speaking of Chelsea. I got a question for you. Okay. 2012 UEFA Champions League final, Ben. Chelsea defeated Bayern Munich, coming yep. back, going to penalties, winning. First ever Champions League game I watched. It was amazing, amazing game. My question for you is, who was the first player in Chelsea to miss? So if you don't remember, Chelsea missed first their first penalties in their shootout. I have a I have a guess in my head, but I want to see. I have I have options. Okay. Yeah, I want to see if they're in the multiple choice. Juan Mata. Okay. David Luiz. Ashley Cole. Oh, okay. I was gonna guess John Terry. Why do I think it's David Luiz? (laughs) (laughs) David Luiz. Why do I have a vision in my head of him skying it? I think it's David Luiz. I think it's David Luiz. Sure. Yeah. Final answer? Yep. You're incorrect. Oh, my God. It's Juan Mata. He misses <sighs> the first penalty. So they were losing. He makes 
So he misses it, and then Chelsea's losing, obviously, and then Bayern Munich have a chance to win, misses, and he missed their next two, and then obviously Dilly Drug Bus scores the final penalty. Yeah. But yeah, it was Juan Mata. I didn't know that, too, and I was like, what? Oh, wow. I didn't know they missed the first penalty. I didn't know that. Did, yet they still won. Did John Terry miss in your research? No. No, so that's the one from 2008. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. 2008. So this is the one where they were about to win and then he slipped. So that's 2008. Yeah, this is the drug by header one where it's yeah, like this is the, the drug by header. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, that was the first Champions League game I actually watched. There you go. Let's go. I'm, I'm getting older. I'm getting older. There you go. <laughs> yeah, 2012, about 10 years ago. Getting old. <laughs> okay. Right. Front three. So my hint to you is that none of these players are at Chelsea anymore. Did they play with their national team at the time? All three of them would have, yes. Okay. Uh, yes, yes, they would have. They, would have. they said 13-14, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with Hazard. Okay. Uh, let's go with... Damn. 13 14. Yeah, Hazard was there. Who was he? Hazard would have been. Hazard was there. Hazard was there. He didn't really say that. Oh, no. Okay, now I'm confident. I wasn't confident. Oh. Uh, all right, Hazard. I'm going to go with Hazard. Just just so you know, if you don't get any right as well and I get the next question right, I do win. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're not going to get the last one. I trust me, you won't. Uh, and let's go with. I haven't. I have a. I'm pretty sure I know who it is, but I'm I, I'm still 50-50 because of what happened in that game. Oh, man. I'm going to go with... Did the goal scorer come on as a sub as well? That's a question you have to think about. He might have been subbed on for someone. No, no, no. He was subbed on. I know him. I already know that. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I have... I have... Damn, I have three players in mind. I just can't figure it out. I, you got two slots to throw them in, though. No, I know, but no, but I I don't think it's his position, though. I don't think he's the right wing. I think it's wrong. Uh. Okay. Was it Hazard? All right, now I'm, I'm, I'm misjudging myself. Okay, I'm going to go. I don't think Fernando Torres was there. I know Fernando Torres. Fernando Torres was there. I know, Fernando I know, Torres. no, no, I know he was there, but I don't know if he was starting. Is this Fernando Torres starting did play in that game. He did play in that game. That's the hint. Oh man, I'm playing mind games. He did play. Yeah, you are game. playing, man. You, <laughs> damn, man, you got me. Oh man, you use the mind, you use the Jedi tricks on me. Wow. <laughs> damn. All right. You no, seriously. I know. I have a, like options. I just I, you're making. Damn. Um. Here's what I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with my suit. I think I'm gonna go Hazard. Yep. Torres. Okay. And I'm just gonna put him in because I'm not sure he's in. No, 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 hold up. I just, mm, 13, 14, 13, 14. Oh, the player I'm thinking you're going to guess. Interesting, interesting. I know who I you're going to guess. I think I know who you're going to guess. 13, 14. 
I'm gonna write it down while you're thinking. This is who I think you're gonna guess for the third one. Uh, let's go. Ooh, uh, France. I'm just thinking of countries. France, England. England. On this paper is who I think you're gonna guess for the third position. Like I, I don't know. I hope I'm right. I, I mean, I hope it's the one I'm right. I, I have two names, but it just, I'm, I'm very I'm frustrated. Uh, oof. Let's go with. I'm not going to get this right. Damn. I really not going to get this. Right. Was he there? Was he there? No, he wasn't there. This is before the World Cup. So I'll give you. I'll give you 15 seconds. Okay. I'll pressure you. I'm gonna go with Andre Schurler. That's what I'm gonna go with. Okay, so this is why I had. I thought you were gonna guess. With... Oh no! Oh no! Oh my goodness! I literally blanked out on William. Oh my goodness! Okay. No, but William didn't play, so you're fine. <laughs> oh, so no. Oh wait, so I might be right. Okay. So you've gotten one right. And at the buzzer, the player that you guessed, Andre Shirla, was the one that actually. Oh, no way! Oh. oh, man, that's crazy. So you thought, I tried, I tried the trick. I thought you thought, I thought you knew that Dembaba started. No, start. I thought he came off the bench. No, I literally was very confident. Okay, okay. He started. Okay. Any, any guess who would, so he played up top. Any guess mm-hmm. who would have played on the right wing? So William was on the left. William right. did not play. No, no, William did not play. Oh, no, no. So, Scherler was, no, Scherler Scherler was, was on the left. left. Ba was central. And there's one player on the wing, on the on the right. He, as as the song says, he is running down the wing. He might be a king. The Egyptian king. Oh, my, no. <laughs> Mo Salah? Oh, my goodness. Wow. You know what, Ben? That is one hell of a list. That this is probably you topped the well, last week was pretty good. This week I'm a, it's a wow, good one. you really got me with tricks. You this is a good this is a really good one. That I really this one. is probably one of the best ones. I have my question. I don't think you're gonna get it, but man, I I think I you know what? You know what, Ben? I'm not gonna even give you the last question. I think I'm gonna give you the win. That was very impressive. No, but give me give me the last question. Oh, you want the last question? All right, hold on, hold on. Right, I'll, I'll, I'll take the pity. I'll take the pity. I'll take the pity. I'm giving you the win. Are you sure? Because if you don't get this, I, you get the loss. No, no, no. I'm competitive. I want it. Okay. I want the question. All right. Uh, I'll play. We'll right. play. If I get this right, I win. I'll get so, it. I... Speaking of AC Milan, my favorite, one of my favorite teams growing up, one of the great teams. Last time they won Serie A was 2011. They won, uh, are now one point away from winning the Serie A titles. Who scored their last goal in their title-winning team in 2011? You have. I'll give you three because I had four, but I'll make I'll short it. I'll be nice. Clarence Seedorf, Robinho, or Kaka. Oh my God! This okay. is against Cariali, so this is their last game. This is their last game of their title-winning team. Did Seedorf play? They all played. Yeah, so so Ciro, uh, Kaka, and Robinho all played. No, no, excuse me. They didn't all play. Well, that game away. 
Well, I don't think Seedorf played is my thing. Oh, oh, he did play. Okay. So one of them did play. All of them play. played. Yeah, yeah, they all played. One of them didn't play. And I don't... Okay, so Seedorf played. I think it's Seedorf. No. Was Kaka... 2011, he was there. Okay, he was there. You said he was there. I, Kaka's timeline confuses me. Yeah. Great. Was he, my favorite players. I know. Was he at Real Madrid at that point? No, he wasn't. Was he? I don't know. No, no, no. You know what? No, no. Give me Seedorf. Give me Seedorf. Give me Seedorf. Final answer? Yeah. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. You got it. Yeah, I didn't think you'd get it. Oh, so, yeah. It was, Rubinho does not. Rubinho I, was actually there. He was. He was on that team. He played in, yeah, he was on that team. Kaká was not. He was at uh, Real Madrid. And yes. then Pirlo. Yes. Pirlo was... Was, uh, I think that's his last season before he went to Juventus. So let's go. So you got. I think we're tied. I think we're tied. Nah, you're ahead by one or two. I'm gonna be real. You probably had a one, one or two. Anyway, but no, no, no. Hold up, but I gotta get. Correct. This is probably the, the Chelsea one. Really, I did no idea. No, I, was, I didn't think Lillian actually. No, I really didn't. But man, I had Schurler. I had him in the back. Like he was one that I just was there. <laughs> I was just waiting to where to put him, but. But it was it was the most relevant one because it's a city Liverpool yeah. title chase. No, nah, it's my favorite one. It was my my best one to think of. Yeah, yeah, it, it's very impressive. But Ben, uh, obviously a lot of games. We have Serie that's going to be uh, coming to an end as well. We have the leagues all coming to an end in the club levels for most part of the world. Uh, and then we go into the summary offseason. We'll get into so much reaction. We have so much to to talk about, and obviously a lot more transfers. Um, we'll try to, we have, hopefully we have a special guest coming on. Me and Ben were, are working on uh, having an interview with uh, a Barcelona correspondent and he could kind of sum up a Barcelona season, what's going on, the latest, uh, at Barcelona. We'll get into that and much more. I'm here on the final whistle podcast. Uh, I mean, appreciate everybody that's been listening. Uh, hopefully we can continue to bring in good content. We have a lot more, we have a lot more creative thing to do during the off season, Ben. So you continue to do that. Uh, and so we can leave it there. Any last words? Uh, one final Barcelona game, right? There's one last one this weekend. Uh, Ricky Puig is gonna play. That's my final. <laughs> that is a that is a very good, very good analysis. Everybody, have a fantastic week. We'll talk to you later.